Welcome back to the Visibility Impact Show. We have a special guest today, and she is the founder of Simple Social Media Solutions. She is dedicated to help others grow on social media and is an enthusiastic TikToker. She is a mom of two sweet girls, married to her best friend, Peter, and an enthusiastic reader. She lives in Colorado, and she's on a mission to help your business grow on social media. Welcome to the show, Beth Jordan. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Okay, so the first question we got to get out of the way is, how did you get into social media? Because I think this is always a great way to start a podcast show. Yeah, it's super interesting too, because I did not ever plan on getting into social media. It just kind of happened. So um, we moved uh, to a new state when I was uh, two months postpartum with our second daughter. And it was kind of a sudden move and it was huge. And so I was at home And this is about when lockdown started. So I was at home. I kind of felt stuck and I didn't really honestly know what to do next. Uh, And so I reached out to a couple business owners I knew from our hometown and I said, listen, how can I help you? How can I come alongside you? Um, I know this is a hard time for everybody. Let me know. And they handed over their social media and they were like, here you go. We don't know what to do with this give it a shot. Um, and so it was just honestly amazing timing with the way everything worked out. And, uh, it started being something really fun. I got to use a lot of creative juices and I could do it while I was at home with my kids. I could do it during nap times. I could do it, you know, when my husband was with the girls. And so it was just a lot of freedom in, my time, a lot of freedom in my life. And so at that point, I decided, you know what, maybe this could honestly be a business. And that's when I uh, launched our business with my sister and she came alongside me and it's been a wild ride since then. (laughs) Okay. So this wasn't the question I was going to ask next, but I got to ask, how is it working with your sister? Mm, This is a good question. And uh, honestly, we get this a lot because a lot of people are like, I could never work with my sibling. (laughs) How on earth do you do that? Um, And we have gotten along very well since we were kids. Um, For a long time, it was just the two of us. And uh, she and I actually started a business when we were teenagers. It was a small theater company. We had uh, plays that we put on. We did tickets. We did playbills. Like we ran the whole business ourselves. And so it honestly kind of felt like a natural step to ask if she would be interested in joining me. And so uh, it's nice because we already have a groundwork of communication, a way of being together and working together and kind of almost like that. um, You know, with any family, you have like an understood language. And so you can communicate almost even better because you have all of that history. So not necessarily something I would suggest for everyone. (laughs) Like if you don't get along with your sibling, maybe don't try it. But it's been really amazing for us. I think you know if it's going to work or it's not going to work. Because a lot of times you hear, don't hire family. Don't get in yeah. business with family. But yeah. you know your gut relationship. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you know each other better than anybody else. Like you've lived mm-hmm. with each other at least for 18 years. So, yeah. you know, you get that. Okay, yeah. well, that's interesting. That's good to know. That's exciting, though. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you can't trust your sister, like also who can you trust, right? Like that's... Right. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. 
So the name of your business um, has the word simple in it and you say simple a lot. So Mm -hmm. what are some simple things that we can do or maybe we're not doing enough of when it comes to social media? I think the reason that we emphasize simple, the reason like that's the title of our podcast, the reason that I talk about that a lot is because life is already so busy and so complicated that if we make social media complicated, it's like a whole nother thing on the to-do list that feels daunting, overwhelming, and like we're not willing to do it. And I know you talk about this a lot too, because you talk about visibility and the fact that you just kind of have to start putting yourself out there. So when it comes to social media, I think people tend to overcomplicate so many different areas. Like one, they overcomplicate like hashtags. That's a great thing to look at because hashtags can impact your post's performance, but they're not going to make or break your post's performance, right? And so many people like search the perfect hashtags or they try to find the hashtag that is going to help them go viral. When the reality is if they had posted, you know, 10 times in the time that they were searching for the hashtag, they would have a better chance of going viral just because they've actually like started to learn and started to practice. And so I think the biggest thing you can do for simplicity, first off is just do it in a way that feels good for you. Like don't try to take every guru's advice. I actually said this in a video recently, but I was like, there are a million gurus on every social media platform telling you how to succeed. And each of them has a different strategy. So find a strategy that works for you and with your life. Um, I think something else that can impact people's ability to like post consistently is they try to make each post perfect like they want the perfect script, the perfect outfit, hair, makeup. Um, and that can limit you because all of a sudden you've overcomplicated the process. So you're second guessing, can I actually post? Um, it's not good enough. I'll save it in drafts. I won't post it yet. Whereas like a lot of the creators that you see do really well or go viral, they're not focused on the perfect angle. They're focused on showing up consistently. I agree with that because I can honestly say, Every short form video that I have spent so much time on and perfected and was like, this is going to do amazing. It was uh, like, wah, wah. And then yeah. the like, that's not, that's not even that great. But, and then it does really well. And I'm like, are you kidding? Me? Are you kidding yeah. me right now? So it's Isn't so that funny crazy. That happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really funny. And I don't know. I don't know if that's like the algorithm and social media reading into your intentions or if it's just how people receive it. But I, that is true, like across the board, like no matter whether you're like a fan creator or a content creator focused on UGC, or like if you're a mom creating content, like no matter what uh, avenue of content you're creating, it's true that if you spend a ton of time on your video, you won't necessarily get the results you want. Whereas if you like whip something out, oh, look at that. That one did really well. Yeah. And it just is a reminder, like how many videos because that could I've created in the time it took me four hours to edit this one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So since we're talking about short form video, like what are some of your favorite like tips 
that you aren't seeing like business owners using enough of when it comes to short form video, because I think we all get to maximize on short form video on just about every platform these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Like you can use short form video on almost all of the platforms, I think. Uh, And the truth is that for most business owners, they aren't using short form video. And so that's the biggest thing is just start using it and try using it. And when someone is starting their journey with like creating video content, creating short form video content, my suggestion is always try everything. Mm -hmm. Like try creating vlogs, try creating like the seven second trend, try creating like mouthing along with audio content, try doing silly dances, try doing like talking head videos. Cause the more you try the more you'll kind of find like what works for you. Cause I think a lot of content creators or business owners specifically think I have to do this type of content to do well. And the truth is you don't, you just have to find something that you can uh, continue to create easily, right? Like we're simplifying the process. So if you try each and you discover, you know what? I love filming myself when I'm doing my makeup in the morning and I'm talking to the camera and then I edit it down. Great. Go do a ton of those. You know, if you're like, all I really want to do is trending content. Okay. Just focus on the trending content until you feel more confident talking to the camera. Um, but I think, uh, for business owners who like are nervous about getting into it or nervous about how to start an easy thing to do is to just look at other businesses that are similar to yourself and what they're doing. Like as a coach, if you look at other coaches, how are they showing up on social media? If you're a counseling service, like how are they showing up on social media? And then maybe replicate, like don't steal exactly, but replicate what they're doing so that you can see, does this work for me? Um, And it can give you a little bit more confidence in showing up. But I try to remind people that like you need to make a hundred videos before you're going to feel confident. You have to make like a couple of hundred videos before you feel like every video I do is great. Like you actually have to get in the practice of doing it. So if you overthink every single video, like how long is it going to take you to hit your hundredth video? Right. Whereas if you just try and find what feels comfortable that you can feel confident doing and then replicating that over and over and over again, you'll start to see the growth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny too, how much we overthink even creating like short form video. One of the things I noticed my inner circle doing is they were overthinking everything. And I said, we're going to play a game. And I gave them 30 minutes in a house in Orlando. And I said, (laughs) you have to create every sound every sound, unless it's somebody talking, like every sound you have to create. And they're like, what am I going to do with this? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I don't want you to think about what I'm gonna do with this. I want you just to create, 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 create. And it was like one of the best exercises because we like to overthink everything. What am I going to use this for? What am I going to say? And I think that's the problem is that we just don't let go and just Mm -hmm. create sometimes. And we're all as an entrepreneur or a business owner, you were put on this earth to create. That's why you do what you do. And I think that's important to know too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love that. It's almost like setting a sprint for yourself and being like, okay, I'm just going to create as much as I can. And then going from there. I love that. It's also a workout because you start sweating and your heart beats really fast. (laughs) And the goal is to beat me. So Uh also there's money on the line. So I gave like a hundred dollars. We've done this twice. I gave a hundred dollars to the person who could beat me or tie me. 
And so there's always somebody that ties me. Nobody's beat me yet. So it's, it's been fun. fun Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Talking about simplifying. So Mm -hmm. when we look at social media, there are so many apps out there, like to make social media easier to do this and do that. Like, what are your like all time go-to like favorite social media, like apps or software out there that you use? I, again, I simplify. So mm-hmm. I film everything either with my phone camera or Instagram, like that's it. <laughs> and then I will download it and I'll upload it to the different platforms. Um, but I don't really do any crazy editing. CapCut is really great because they have a lot of templates that you can use. Mm-hmm. So you can search like vlog style video and they'll have a vlog template that you can add clips into. So then you don't have to necessarily do the work of like clipping each, you know, little snippet so that it fits perfectly. It'll just kind of do it for you. So CapCut can be really useful. And then for a lot of business owners, I really suggest Metricool because it does let you schedule out the posts and then it analyzes it for you. So if you're trying to you know, maybe not be on social media every single day, but you still want your content to go out, then you can schedule it so that you aren't like actively on the app in that moment, but you can go back and look at your analytics later, or you can, you know, scroll later. Um, and it just kind of frees up your time. Um, and those are really the only like specific social media apps that I use a ton. I think if you can get really, good at using one of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, then it will reward you because you're learning how to use the various tools that they are providing you. Yeah. Right. Like TikTok noticed that a ton of people were using CapCut to edit their videos. So TikTok was like, okay, here's our own editor that is very similar to CapCut that you can use in the app because that's where they want you. They want you in the app. And then Instagram now it has something similar where it's like this. It's not quite the same as CapCut but they're trying to give you more tools. So I think if you use the platform that you're happiest on and learn how to use it well, it just simplifies the whole process because then you're not like downloading, uploading, downloading, uploading all of your content. Um, But for like posts, this one totally slipped my mind until just now. But if you want to create graphics and posts, Canva is amazing because you can do basically everything you want to do. Like you can take a picture of yourself or your team and then like remove the background and put it on something fancy and add cool uh, text. And so Canva is really great for like the static posts type of content. I love that. I love that. And then where, so I heard this and you tell me because you are somebody, I love following your tips on video, by the way. So, um, so I heard that if you create in one platform, you should at least use some of the tools in the other platform. So for example, I create an Instagram reel, right? And I download it and I want to upload it to TikTok that I should type in or use something in TikTok's editing app to put on that video so that TikTok thinks that I created it natively in there. Do you think this is important or is it just as long as you're repurposing it, repurpose it? I think it depends on the amount of time you want to spend. So I will add captions in each um, platform natively because I want that platform to read what I'm saying so that it will show it to the right people. 
but that's because I have the time to do that. Now, if someone was like, I'm super busy, all I want to do is repurpose. I don't know if it, if it's going to make that big of an impact. Um, but I do know that each of the platforms, if you're adding the captions, then they're using that as SEO for your video as well. So if you are using your, you know, keywords for your audience, your keywords for your niche, then the app will pick that up. And, um, this is probably just like a, like personal opinion, but I have seen a lot of content creators like hate when you download Instagram with like that Instagram font and then you upload it to TikTok and everyone's like, this is the Instagram font. This is not the TikTok font. Um, And so if you care about that, right, then you can switch it. But I don't know, like I have not seen any research to say that it will impact, at least it won't impact it greatly, right? If you just download, upload. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. My next question is because I hear this a lot and I'm sure you hear this a lot too. (laughs) What if I don't get very many views? Why am I still doing this? So right now, like across all the platforms, everyone keeps complaining of being stuck at like 200 views, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, I'm stuck at the 200 viewpoint. And I think there's a few things you can take from this. So Hank Green, who is a, has been a content creator, like for as long as I can remember, I think, right? Like he's been a content creator since the beginning of YouTube. And he hit some low videos a while ago. And he was not seeing very great numbers. And what he decided to do with it, I think can be a lesson for all of this. He just decided to have fun with it. Like he made ridiculous content. He talked about things he would never talk about normally. Um, He would create a ton of content and then like take a day off. Like he just had so much fun with it. Hmm. And so I think if you realize, like if you were a brick and mortar and 200 people walked by your windows, right? Like what's the percentage of how many people then come in, right? And then what's the percentage of those that buy? So if you compare it to a brick and mortar, then it puts 200 people back in to like perspective. And then like actually look at your content. Like am am I showing up in a way that is actually serving people? Or have I become too focused on the wrong goal? Do I need to adjust my type of content? And then have fun with it and see if it goes back up. And remember, like, right now it's summer. So I try to remind business owners of that too, right? Summer, it's just going to be slower, right? More people are outside. More people are having family time or vacation time. So they're just not on social media. Uh, So take the time to rest, take a break, you know, um, reset your mindset and then start creating content that's even better because you've been able to refresh from this season. Right. I love that. That's such a good perspective. Like, would you be mad if 200 people were in front of you right now and you had to send your message? No, 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 (laughs) at all, at all. All right. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I am ready. Okay. (laughs) I think, I think I'm ready. (laughs) All right. I always start with the easiest one. Favorite platform. TikTok. Favorite person to follow. Uh, Hank Green, I think, actually. All right. Favorite way to decompress after a long day. Ooh, I am very much a uh, get a sparkling bubbly drink, usually sparkling water or kombucha 
and sit and watch a, a TV show. And I love British murder mysteries. Oh, very mm-hmm. interesting. Never had that answer before. <laughs> All right. Biggest pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve in social media. My biggest pet peeve is the cold DMs. Hate those. Block immediately. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. All right. Favorite place or location to get away to? Uh, uh, the ocean. But right now we're in Colorado, which is a very landlocked state. So mountain towns are close second. Okay. Um, favorite song that gets you hyped up? I am not very music driven, so I can't even think of a song right now. Uh, my kids love listening to Encanto and oddly enough, when I'm listening to Encanto, that brings my energy up too. So we'll go with that. There we go. And then what has visibility done for you? You know, I am very much an introvert and I know you've talked about this too. And I think, the biggest thing that visibility has done for me is actual like personal growth, um, through my business, right? Just the act of being like the world is so much bigger and the people you can reach, like there are so many more people. And so getting visible has a huge impact that I can't even see. And that like, I could not have done on my own because introverted self me would have been at home with a book, not talking to people, but getting visible on social media is so much more accessible and your business can grow in a way that is simple and is sustainable and is still fun. Um, And it's been fun to see that because it's not something that like younger me would have ever guessed I would do there. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. I said I would never get on video by the way. So I I feel that. Okay. I love that. Um, so you have given my audience so many tips and so many things like action steps that we can take. Is there anything else that you want to leave them with before we close the show? I think if I could give your audience anything, I would say like, try something that seems a little scary Um, but is also fun. So like within social media, if getting on video seems a little scary, but could be fun, then try that. Like if going live, that was a huge thing for me for a while. Like if going live seems scary, give that a try and then watch how that impacts your business just from that one action. I love that. That's so good. Get uncomfortable. Yeah. Get uncomfortable. You say that all the time. (laughs) All right. So you um, have so many gifts and I know my audience is going to want to follow you. So where can they find you on social media? So you can find me on all the platforms at Beth Jordahl. Um, And then you can find my business on most of the platforms at Simple Social Media Solutions. Love it. And then you have a gift for my audience Mm -hmm. about that. Yes. So for anyone listening to this podcast, um, I would love to offer a free 30 minute marketing call just to talk you through ways to simplify your social media and then to grow your business as well. Thank you. That's like a great gift. So I'm going to put like all the, the details in the show notes so that you can connect with Beth schedule that 30 minute call and really get to know her even more. So Beth, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. I've loved every minute. All right. Have a great day.